Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. It's Freedom Friday, my favorite day. Yep, it's Freedom Friday, and today's date is September 29th, 2017. Craziness abounds. We're going to talk about this um, this show. I believe it's on Netflix called Transparent. Yep. Transparent, which is a play on the word of transgender... And there's a transgender uh, female. It's a male dressed up like a chick. And we're going to talk about that show because they're going to do something awfully crazy. And then this dude who was in love with uh, this gal. Yeah, he married her. Yeah, he married her and then he beat her. She left him. Yeah, and so he does something stupid. We're going to talk about that. And then the big topic of the week on our Facebook page was the cannibal couple. Ugh. We'll delve into that. The Russian cannibal couple. Yeah. And then uh, a killer clown, surprisingly. And then we're going to talk about this uh, faith-based film industry. Something kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. Right? Disgusting, really. Yes. So... So, so if you will give the scripture of the day, then right. we will get on. The scripture for today is 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, which says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, and without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, and lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, and having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, and from such turn away. Man, that's a long list. Yeah. I think uh, it could have kept going, too. Yeah, this is just... This is kind of like the generalization of uh, foolishness. All right. First story, groundbreaking news, transparent. The show, it shows its first transgender. Remember, this is a dude uh, that looks like a woman. <laughs> That's what it Talk is. Talk about this confusion. Yeah, it's, it's insane. This show shows the first transgender... Wait for it, folks. Full frontal nude scene. <laughs> yeah. Nasty, 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 nasty. Yeah. Season four of Transparent. The transgender actress, it's a dude, that calls himself Alexandra Billings. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays some character on there. Anyway. He uh, went to the writer's room to pitch uh, an idea, and he said uh, he wanted to be naked on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody says, hey, what a great idea. I think that'll really get ratings, and uh, that's the way we want to go with society and with our morals, and uh, what a great idea that was. So here's what so. they did. Mm-hmm. So here's what they did. In the second episode, it's called Growing Growing." Anomaly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this dude mm-hmm. who plays Davina is lying naked face down on 
his, her bed. And he, her, he, she is getting massaged by its, he, she's boyfriend. <laughs> now that's disgusting enough as it is. Yeah. Right? Uchi. Cause it has a boyfriend and, um, yeah. And yeah, see, I did, did this. I don't understand the mentality of this, but go on. All, I know you can't. All you can say is Lucifer. Yeah. Like just it's confusion. Baphomet. It's, it, it is Baphomet. It most certainly is Baphomonian. I just made that up. But I, I like it. it. It's, it's definitely Baphomonian. Very creative of you. Yeah. And because that's that's what this transgender stuff is. It's half female, half male. It's um <laughs> androgynous. Mm-hmm. It's it's both. It's it's the whole goddess thing mixed Yin-yang. in. Yin yang. Yin yang. Yeah, it's uh it's super, super duper Luciferian and Baphomodian. It's the mixture. It's the mixture, Miss Kapow. It really is. Poop sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh little kids are watching this show. Uh, with their stupid parents that are allowing them to watch it. And they see this this thing, this he-she, drag queen thing, getting massaged by um, another male. And when uh, he tweaks he-she's back, the he-she then rolls over. And surprise! Ex- <laughs> yeah, surprise. And exposes her her ample, supple breasts that have been implanted into this male, right? Mm -hmm. So this guy has boobies. So it rolls over and exposes its boobies. And for the first time, for a transgender actor on television, the other thing that's exposed is her penis. (laughs) Doesn't that sound weird? Yeah, that pronoun in that. Yeah, well, that's how they write it in the story, her penis, which they mean his yeah. penis. Uh, so this is something that's, um, well, what a great idea. Uh, what a great idea. That's This is the direction we want to go uh, morally. It's a good moral compass. So the direction we want to take our children. And this is this is wonderful. This world has nothing but a black blanket covered over it. I mean, because this darkness has touched yeah. everything. Yeah. Now, this Alexandra Billings, did you know that uh, she was actually raised in Inglewood, California? Well, she was born there. You, so were you. Yeah. Maybe you knew him. Yeah, hey. When he was little. Wow. Oh, Inglewood. I know. Huh. Huh, yeah. Well, well they say um, in this article, um, I don't think it's ever been done before where you see someone who's a trans body. No. That was pre-op, you know, pre-operation, especially mm-hmm. of a certain age who looks a certain way, whatever that means. I wanted to show everything, but I said, I don't want to be object. Oh, I love this. I wanted to show everything. My boobs, right? My man boobs mm-hmm. and my man penis. I wanted to show everything, but I said, I don't want to be objectified. I don't want to be sexualized. And I don't want to be fetishized. What? <laughs> I'm showing you my Baphomet boobs and my Baphomet penis, but don't objectify me. Don't sexualize me. And don't, you know, have a fetish about me. <laughs> wow. I don't know what it expect. What? Okay. What are you expecting? People just to go, hey, that's beautiful. That's art. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, that's that's what's going to happen on Transparent. You know, this is weird. There's two Alexandra Billings, and they're both um, transgenders. Really? And yeah. This the one I thought was her, because I don't know what she really looks like, um, is born in Inglewood, but the other one was born in Illinois. So I'm not sure who, but well, they're both. Well, that'd be weird, both having Alexandra Billings' last name. Yeah. Last name. Huh. Well, that's a mystery, isn't it? It is. That One is, that I must delve into a little bit more later. Yeah. Well, maybe later on we can get uh, Netflix because we don't have Netflix anymore because uh, I got mad at them. And uh, let's get Netflix and we can watch the whole uh, season. I don't think so. I think that would be really a, a good thing to do. What does, well, the scriptures say a lot about 
you know, perversion and things like that. But one of the things I saw way I saw here was um, abomination. Yes. So if we look at, I'm just going to read one because there's, we can go on forever. But if we just look at one, Ezekiel 16.50. Ezekiel 16.50. And here's, let me give you the the background here. God is talking to Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, he's, he's disgusted with them because they're committing abominations, idolatry. They're doing things like this. They're, they're perverts. They're all corrupted. They're all messed up. And here's what he says in verse 38 to Israel when they were all messed up. Before they got carried away to Babylon, by the way, and destroyed. Uh, So this is never good. God says to them, as I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom. Everybody knows Sodom, right? Sodomite, sodomy. Yeah. We all know it got whacked because of the, the, the evilness in that city. Calling out to God that it was so evil. It's like, hey, we got to whack these people. Right? Right. So God says, as I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom, thy sister. Mm-hmm. So he calls the sister of Israel, Sodom, mm-hmm. hath not done, Sodom hath not done, she nor her daughters, other little cities and people like her, as thou hast done, thou and thy daughters. <gasps> wow. So God is God. Not Ezekiel, not a man. God is saying to Israel before their Babylonian destruction and takedown, where only a remnant was preserved, mm. the temple, the first time the temple was destroyed in all of Jerusalem and Judea. And they never were the same after that, folks. They never, they never were a nation after that. They never had kings sitting on the throne after that. Mm. They never had the land after that. That this was this was huge. Five eighty six BC was a big turning point in the history of Israel, mm-hmm. and here's why: because she was acting worse than Sodom. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So if God's a just God, what's He going to do? If He did that to Sodom and Gomorrah, what are you going to do when your own people are, you know, showing their baphometness? Mm-hmm. They're, you know what? They're bath the baphomet hole. Don't don't show me your baphomet hole. <laughs> and and at first he, first. Verse 49, God says, behold, now he tells you what the problem was with Sodom. He says, behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Mm -hmm. Here it is. It's almost like the scripture you read. Yeah. The list. It said pride. Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean, let's just talk about America. Do we have pride? Is a show like this just full of pride? Yeah. Look at us. We're going to show our bat fitness hole. We're going to be... Baphomet, and and you're gonna you're gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Pride. The next one was fullness of bread. Mm. Who's starving here? Really? Come on. Right. If you're starving, it's because you haven't gone to the uh, the government and got your SNAP card. Mm-hmm. Come on. There's 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 food everywhere. An abundance of idleness. Mm. Who's idle? Are we idle? Yeah. You know what we're worried about. Football, football players, whether they kneel or stand, whether they have afros or do black power, that's right. Right. That's what we're, you talk about abundance of idleness of all the problems we have to fix, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We got a Republican uh, Congress, Senate who won't even, he can't even fix Obamacare. Yeah. People are suffering with, with that crap. That illegal crap, and and we're, here's here's what we're doing. We're idle. We're worried about African American football players and their feelings. Mm-hmm. Multi million dollar uh, guys who've made millions of dollars in the country that provided that for them. Yep. I'm just saying. So I want to. Is there abundance of idleness? Yep. Yeah. And it goes on. It says neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. Oh yeah. Do we do that? Yes. Do we really help the poor and the needy? Do no. we strengthen them? Nope. No. We take. Take, 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 take. Now, here's <laughs> verse 50. Here's the one I want to get to. And they were haughty. 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 Miss Kapow, haughty is a primitive root. It means to be lofty, to soar, to exalt, to be high-minded, mm. great height. They were haughty 
and they committed, uh-oh, abomination before me. Ooh. That means anything that's disgusting, either morally or like idolatry, mm-hmm. but it's something that's disgusting. So they were haughty. They committed abomination before me. And then God says, therefore, because of this, I took them away mm-hmm. as I saw. Good. I took them away. Uh, there you have it. Transparent. Here in America. I don't know when it's going to happen. Could be happening now. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you, if you look at the headlines or you follow Fifth Hook Media on Facebook, it kind of makes it look like uh, maybe we're disappearing. Right? Yeah, could very well be. It kind of looks that way. But I don't know. What do I know? I'm still waiting. Now I'm waiting for uh, October 15th for the end of the world. <laughs> I, I was on uh, September 23rd. was. So we got a new date. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, this actor slash actress, um, apparently it's the one in Illinois, but I think they got the information mixed oh. or something. But um, apparently she... It's married, obviously, to another woman. I don't know if that person's a transgender or not. It's a man dressed like a woman married to a woman? Yeah. If this person is a woman, I'm not sure. That's odd. But um, she also suffers from HIV since 94. The transgender Yeah, this person that we're talking about. um, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Alexandra Billings. So, So the actor that has to give it a massage in bed. Yeah. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Remember the whole thing with Rock Hudson? Yes. When they found out that he had HIV, yeah. that um, a lot of the actresses that, you know, had intimate scenes with him, kissing him and stuff, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't really sure how HIV was transmitted. And so they were all really upset that they had, you know, kissed him and stuff like that. Can you imagine now? Uh, well... It's, it's kind of like... Uh, it's your yeah. choice, though, but still, it's na- nasty. Sodom. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think here in America, we God's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. If Sodom and Gomorrah was around, they'd be looking at us going, wow, uh, yeah, you guys thought of stuff. We, we, weren't, we, we weren't even there yet. Mm-mm. We were just sodomizing each other. We had no idea that you could be a Baphomet. We didn't have the technology. Wow. Amazing. Nasty. Something's got to happen. Well, it's just out of justice, something has to happen. Yeah. It's unjust to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and then and leave this place intact. Mm-hmm. That's I just not see, justice. Yeah, I just see everything like a big balloon that's just about ready to burst. It yeah. has to. A balloon can only carry so much hot air. <laughs> yeah. It, it certainly appears that way. I mean, you, the headlines, um, everything, unless everything's phony, it certainly appears that uh, we're about to implode you know um it really does but who knows next story suicide by snake this is this is silly lovesick snake expert he live streams say facebook live streams his own agonizing suicide after he let a deadly black mamba bite his hand (laughs) Uh-oh. <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot. He's he, he's heartbroken, see. Um, he's, a, he's a snake expert. He's heartbroken. So he filmed himself dying on a live stream broadcast after he let his pet black mamba bite his hand in the wake of his marital breakdown. Mm. So that's always a good idea. It's a good idea to have man boobs. And then it's a good idea to let your kids and you watch Transparent. Mm-hmm. And it's also a good idea to have a pet mamba. Yeah. That's always a good idea. Uh, his name was Arslan Valif, and he was from Russia. And he pleaded with viewers to call his ex-wife. I don't know why. Yeah, and he put her phone number up. Yeah. Hello. Please call my ex-wife as he uh, deteriorated on camera. There's a couple of pictures of him with his eyes rolling back and deteriorating. It's pretty pretty bad. Um, but apparently, they uh, they got married. And they had split up after he beat her. Yeah. So he uh, he 
he's so distraught because she won't get back with him. He says, well, I'm going to kill myself and please call her. Then he goes off camera and then you can hear a, a an ouch. And then he yeah. goes, as the snake bites him. So then he comes back and uh, he shows the viewers his hand where he got bit mm-hmm. by this snake. And then at the end of the footage, he gets up and he staggers off camera and then he dies. But here's what's interesting. Um, he In the live stream, he says, if I die, then I die. I will just stay with you for some time, just in case, on my mobile. There's a message for Katya. That's his ex-wife. Mm. And then his breathing quickens, his eyes roll up in his head, and he just gets paralyzed or whatever. But apparently, he runs outside at the last moment, and he's begging for help. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes through all this drama, and he is a snake expert. He's th- That's true. He's... He's well-versed on reptiles. So he's got to know what the deal is. Yeah. But he goes outside and, and tries to change his mind, and he begs for help. But by the time uh, paramedics got to him, he was... Yeah, because it only takes about 20 minutes for this yeah. venom to uh, actually he was do its gone. thing. But then he says, you know, um, to all the viewers, pass on to Katya that I love her very much. <sighs> now, come on. If you love somebody... Why would is, you do is, that? Is that what you're going to yeah. put them through? Mm-hmm. This is this is what um, I love you so much. This is what you did to me. You broke my heart, so I'm going to kill myself in front of thousands of people. Yeah, mm. everything's so extreme these days. Yeah, in our day, in the in the world we used to live in, a broken heart. You 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 know you drink maybe some vodka or some whatever. Yeah, or a woman would just have ice cream. <laughs> you know, until she got a belly ache. Yeah, and uh, move on. Not today. No. Now it's poison. And a lot of this is this um, live streaming that you can do. It's, yeah. it's bizarre. It's really opened up a whole different world of weirdness. Yeah. Hasn't See, it? something that you and I are not really. No, that's beyond. We can't, un- we can't understand that. No, it's, it doesn't it's, make sense. It's a different generational it's- thing and a technology I just don't see any use for. I mean, I don't understand why you would put anything, commit anything to video or or. Or anything before, you know, you can then review, review it and make it good. Why would you just do something live? You know, you notice this too on YouTube. A lot of people used to put together real good videos. Now, they're just driving around in their car talking on their phone. Mm-hmm. You know, just spilling their guts. And it's like, you used to put together real good videos, real good research. But now you're just driving around blabbing. There's a difference. I think mm-hmm. it's weird. Anyway, his his last words were beautiful, isn't it? Oh, damn. How it. <laughs> Bye to everyone. I can't believe it's happening to me. That was it. Well, obviously, he's not a poet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, huh? Oh, damn, it hurts. It's not so beautiful. <laughs> Apparently, his, um, his ex-wife also had a huge YouTube channel, and she uh, did Cats. She liked, I guess, cats. And he did a big one with snakes. Mm. Yeah. No. Nice couple. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on. Now, so I don't appear heartless. You know what I mean? Come on. Come on, Brother Kapow. That's heartless, man. These people were suffering. And now you're just, let me just. (sighs) Ecclesiastes. You know, we just finished a study two weeks ago on Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And if you remember this, Ecclesiastes 7.17 says, be not overmuch wicked. Right? Don't, mm. don't be so evil. Don't be so crazy. And he says, neither be thou foolish. Here's why. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah. <sighs> Why should you die before? Why should this guy have died before his time? You know why? Because he was foolish. Mm-hmm. He's foolish. So, hey, might I might sound heartless or mean, but hey, it is what it is. That's foolish. Mm-hmm. It's just foolish. Amen. Amen. Next. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a short... Very short commercial break. Oh, it's the right. same commercial break I've been taking for the last 10 years. <laughs> and um, we'll be back. Kapow! 
You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fifthhookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fifthhookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fifthhookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, yo. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. And we're back. Kapow. 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 This is the big story of the week. This is nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. I know I say that almost every week, but. <laughs> no, nothing <laughs> isn't nasty. Night. Or, this is yeah. disgusting. <laughs> this is, uh, this is a, another Russian couple. And. They're called the Cannibal Couple. Now, I've I've read several follow-up stories on this, and it's just absolutely astonishing. 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 But this Cannibal Couple hunted for victims on a dating on different dating sites, and then they would drug them, right? And then they would kill them and butcher them, and then eat them, eat them. But here's the deal: they've been doing it since the '90s. A long time. Yeah, I mean, a long time. The only reason they got caught is that the guy lost his cell phone. He dropped his cell phone. Apparently, he's a kind of a, a drinker. He's a street. Oh, hey, oh, you know where they live? They live on a like a military base. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was she was a nurse on yeah. this military base, and I guess he was a street cleaner or something. And he liked to drink, is what uh, I'm getting. But anyway, he lost his cell phone. And so a couple of guys found it and when they, they found it and they were nosy and they looked through it and they, they saw these pictures of him taking selfies with dead bodies and like, Can you yeah, like a human hand in his mouth and severed yeah. heads. And so they called the popo and said, ah, here, you know, mm-hmm. you take it. And that's how he got caught. Otherwise he never would have got caught. And when they tra- tracked him down, uh, there was body parts in um, in their, I don't know if it's an apartment or whatever you call yeah, it, but uh, body parts everywhere. But here's here's the other thing that's, that's really interesting about this. He wasn't the main perpetrator. She was. Yeah. She's a little older than him too, I believe. Yeah. She's 42. Her name is Natalia. And he is uh, Dimitri, mm-hmm. 35. The other thing too is that uh, they actually did a lot of canning. They preserve this human meat. Do you know, I read up a, I read a follow-up story where she was, um, I guess she got fired from her job because they say she's really um, uh, cantankerous. And I mean, just, I guess, just an a-hole. Mm. Um, she don't look like it on her picture, but no. I guess she's just really, really, uh, they call her a very volatile woman. And... Um, so she needed to make some extra money. And so she was going to different restaurants and, and they actually interviewed one of the guys, owner of the restaurant that she went to. And she gave them the, this big spiel about how she was a chef and all the stuff and that she, you know, made her own meats. And uh, <laughs> he didn't hire her because he didn't like her. Yeah. He says, I didn't like her um, for a lot of reasons. But here's what she did. She would can meats oh. and sell them to uh, military people on the base. Can you imagine? Yeah. And so, now this story comes out and then you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I bought some of that stuff. They were. They were eating human flesh. Yeah. Because they didn't eat anything else. They ate humans. Oh, dear. Yeah. So they were actually canning human flesh and that's what they were selling. So this, I mean, so that's, the story goes way beyond... <laughs> well, yeah, you can imagine because they've been doing this since the 90s. 
Yeah, two decades for twenty years, God. and they confess they have they've already confessed to have killed thirty people over twenty years, thirty, and ate them. Oh, dear Jesus. And I'm I'm not talking just like eat them. I'm talking like they took the heads, put it on the platter, and did a Christmas dinner. You know, uh-huh. surrounded by With mandarins. And, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's nasty. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. yeah so they confessed to this. <laughs> they live like pigs, though. You know, you see the pictures of their their very dirty. domicile, and yeah. it's just like. Nasty, yeah, dirty, messy. Ugh. Yeah, it looks hygiene wise. Of course, yeah. when you're eating human flesh, maybe you know hygiene's not a big concern. I don't know. Well, he doesn't look all that clean. No. There's a picture of him, and he looked the day of his arrest. Yeah, and he's got some satanic T-shirt on. Yeah, the big. Skull. But he looks like he hasn't bathed in weeks, mm-hmm. and he looks like his flesh is coming off. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, uh, a, amazing, an amazing demonic couple. You know, I heard, um, mm-hmm. I heard somebody say this the other day, one of these channels I was watching and it really, uh, really stuck with me. The guy said, don't think that we're all the same species, you know, that yes. oh, it, we're, we're all the human species, you know, that whole bit, we're one people, we're one blood, yeah. we're one brotherhood. We're, you know, why can't we all get along? He says, don't think that we're one species that he says, there are different species of what look like human. And I believe that. And I think it's, you could back that up scripturally when you, when you're dealing with serpent seed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clearly in Genesis, it says, I'll put enmity between your seed, the serpent and the woman. And throughout the scriptures, especially new Testament, there are several references, even Jesus, um, calls them vipers. John the Baptist calls the Pharisees a brood of vipers. Paul talks about um, uh, women that are married to the deacons, that some are vipers. Yep. I I really do. I I believe there is a reptilian. I know I sound like David Icke, but that guy, you know what I mean? There's there's truth mixed with uh, with error. Mm -hmm. But I think biblically, there is a reptilian species there's a serpent seed i don't know if they're born that way i don't know if you get that later on as you yield to demonic entities i don't know if you get that when you're abducted if you're you know genetically modified i don't know these things but i do know there is there like these two are not this this is not human no and i'm not just trying to make sense out of it they're not human Uh you could not be you could be the most evil, wicked dude in the world, but you wouldn't do this. You talk about an abomination and disgusting. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want these pictures, we put this on a Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media. Um, and this article has all these pictures. And, of course, mm-hmm. the, the human heads and stuff are blurred out. Mm-hmm. But you can see how, like, this 1999, December 28th, is a uh, severed head being served as a Christmas dinner, you know, um, quite amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Quite amazing. An understatement. They also found, you know, along with a bunch of pictures of him posing for selfies with dead bodies, they, uh, they found, uh, seven bags of body parts Yeah, in their fridge and freezer. They found a jar with a, uh, pickled human remains, <laughs> And 19 <laughs> slices of skin. Yuck. Oh, I don't know. And lots and lots of cans of steamed meat. Fuchi, fuchi, fuchi. No. Really? Really? I don't know how these invest. I would think that you'd almost have to retire after you did a case like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I anyway. feel bad for the people that bought food from them, okay? Oh, yeah. Because... My you goodness. you can't erase that from your mind, Mm-mm. and you—it's not like you can purge yourself. From that. No, and you're just hoping oh to God Lord. that it's not true. But I mean, if they did all of this, oh, come on—they're canning food. You know what I mean? And they're canning meat. You know, come on, it's it's human. Oh, uh, apparently she had been working in the military academy as a nurse, oh, 
as she was sharing these cans of steamed human meat with student pilots. Oh, dear God. Yep. Oh, dear Jesus. Uh, the police have concrete evidence of only two women who were allegedly killed and cannibalized. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the guy was detained after somebody else found his phone and saw pictures of him with a hand in his mouth. <clears throat> See, your sin will find you out, right? Yeah. Thank God that was exposed. Otherwise, oh my. Yeah. Well, apparently there's a video of him on there. And he has the hand in his mouth, and at the same time, he put the fingers of the dead hand into his nose, and then he cut one of the fingers with a knife. So just just crazy, 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 crazy stuff. Mm-mm. Crazy stuff. Very sickening. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's cannibal stories, but then there are cannibal stories. Yeah. So I guess apparently on the follow-up story I was reading, the, the military base is... Um, under a lot of heat right now because mm-hmm. how could these, these people have lived there, you know, for 20 years and have been doing this and no one knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently she's kind of like the ringleader of this. She, um, took him in when he was 18 or something when he was real young and then married him. Cougar. Mm-hmm. So usually it's the dude who's crazy and, you know, yeah. brings us in, but that's odd. Okay, do I have a scripture for for that, Mr. Powell? <laughs> well, there's a lot. When you're talking about say, eating mm. flesh and eating the life of the blood, and I mean, come on. I mean, this even goes beyond what, you know, I don't think this is even listed. It's not even listed in the Bible, you know. <laughs> this kind of, like, hey, don't don't eat another human. I mean, God didn't even list that down there because it was like, Nah, they wouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> you know, that's way beyond. I mean, I won't even make that rule. Why would I? <laughs> That'd be like, you know, making a law right now. Do not chew your own tongue. Why would I need a law doing that? Who's going to chew their own tongue? You know, anyway, Micah 3, 3. And once again, the background behind this is he's talking to the leaders of Israel or Jacob, right? Hmm. And he's talking about the heads and the princes of the house of Israel. And he says, is it not for you to know judgment who hate the good and love the evil? Mm. Who pluck off their skin from off them. He's talking about the people they are supposed to serve. Mm-hmm. And their flesh from off their bones. In verse 3, Micah 3.3. 3, and that's an interesting number, right? 33? Mm-hmm. Who also eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them, and they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot, and as flesh within the cauldron. (laughs) Okay. And God says, then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. So obviously this is hyperbole. Mm-hmm. It is uh, an allegory. These heads of Israel, I don't believe, were really eating people, but they well, were they were spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, in the Old Testament, some of those places where there were dire famine, yes, they did. People did eat. They're young, and so, yeah, there is cannibalism in the uh, in the Bible. Old Testament. They did when they were under siege both times. Yeah, in seven twenty seven twenty one yeah. BC, seven twenty one, and, and uh, five eighty six BC. They actually ate, and also seventy AD. Yeah, they ate. Uh, they had to eat their babies and their young ones and stuff. Um, it's all prophesied that actually happened under siege. Yeah, and it was even prophesied, I think, in oh mm-hmm. yeah, in uh, Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. that they would eat their own offspring. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. So I think the point here with with this is that this kind of behavior, it's it's biblically it's related to judgment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's like the trans. It's like the transparent show with the uh, Baphomodian. It's Always related to judgment. 
Yeah. Abomination is never related to blessing and, hey, everything's good. It's always related to, and this is why I'm going uh, I'm gonna destroy you. Yeah, you get yes. it? Mm-hmm. Mr. Powell. Yeah. Killer clowns. And this is way before yeah. the movie It. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the current movie It. This is bizarre because I looked at the picture of this woman. And Sweet I, faith. <laughs> you could not convince me in a hundred years that this woman did this. Yeah. She looks like someone that lived here. Yes. Very sweet. You know, that I would have arts and crafts with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would come up. Yeah. Come up to you and go, that is really a beautiful donkey you drew. You know, and yeah. Really, I mean, she does look sweet. Uh, her name was, uh, her name is Sheila Keen Warren. No relation to Rick Warren. I don't think. You never know. You never know. She's 54 years young. And she was arrested without incident in Washington County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And her picture, I mean, the pictures I've seen of her, like Ms. Powell says, she just looks like a very nice lady. Mm-hmm. So this is very, this is, yeah. this just goes to show you, man, <laughs> when I'm talking about different species, because to do something like this, man, is <sighs> killer clown. It was a cold case file. Mm-hmm. But now the technology has changed with DNA and stuff. Whoa. And it led to the arrest of this. Really nice looking woman, Mm -hmm. which was at the center of a Florida love triangle. Yeah. It took about 27 years to get this woman arrested, to get enough evidence. Apparently, you know, when she, they had um, suspicions, but they didn't have the same technology that they have today, like with the DNA and stuff like that. Yeah. So it went cold. The case went cold. Yeah. But on murder investigations, they never go away. Mm-mm. There's no statute of limitations. So, yeah. <laughs> 27 years. Can you imagine that? You think you're scot-free. Well, yeah, after 27 seven years. Seven years, thing. yeah. You got a whole other life going on, the whole bit. And, mm-hmm. wow. Chickens come home to roost. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. 27 years ago, a clown carrying flowers and two balloons, shot another woman to death at her front door. Mm-hmm. She was arrested without incident on a charge of first-degree murder with use of a firearm in the killing of a woman named Marlene Warren, who was 40 at the time. You notice the same last name? Yeah. Because the victim, Marlene Warren, is her current, the suspect's current husband's Previous wife. Yeah. So I smell a triangle of some sort here. Yes. Yeah. Um, it took 27 years to find her and close this case. She was arraigned Wednesday. She'd been a suspect in the murder from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you'd mentioned, the DNA technology changed. So they reopened it and tried some new stuff. But the victim, Marlene Warren, 27 years ago, was shot in the face when she answered the front door of her home in uh, near Palm Beach, Florida. And there she saw a beautiful brown-eyed woman dressed like a clown. And this woman was carrying balloons and wearing a full clown costume and had an orange clown wig on. And this was in May 26, 1990. Hmm. And one of the balloons was written on it, you're the greatest. And the other had Snow White painted on it. Right? So who wouldn't open the door to that? Sure. Because you're thinking, oh, my husband sent me, uh, you know, an early anniversary thing or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Is suspicious as I am, if I saw a clown at the front door, I'd probably open it. I'd have a gun in my hand, but I would open the door. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would. I'd have a gun pointing at his belly while he talked, but I'd probably see what the heck it is. So uh, the the guy who handled it, the cop said it's the strangest thing he had ever seen in in his 19 years um, in law enforcement on the day of the murder. He says she just went to the door. 
there was somebody wearing a clown suit and a clown mask. And she went to take the flowers and balloons. Oh, nice. And then the clown just shot her in the face. Not so nice. Yeah. And nothing, you know, nothing sad. I mean, as far as you know, just boom. So anyway, uh, and that's the deal. So it is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing when you, you just look at this woman. They, they, it, oh, she ended up marrying this guy. Apparently, this the guy used to own a repo. Um, yeah, a repo agency. Agency. And this gal worked for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was a repossessor. Or, or she what. was. She was a repossessor. Okay. Well, those are those are pretty tough people. Oh yeah, I worked for a company like that. Yeah, several years. I mean, those those people have to be pretty crazy to go office work. I didn't do any of the repo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. People are like, oh, damn, what's kapow? You know? Yeah, you got to be kind of crazy to in the middle of the night to steal somebody's car for the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, well, apparently, he and his wife were having marital problems, so they say. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he was having uh, an affair with her, apparently. Yeah. And uh, the guy, Mr. Warren, had paid rent for her apartment after she had separated from her first husband. Mm-hmm. So, and he was even arrested and served uh, served uh, prison time. Yeah, but for something else. It, yeah. Um, he was arrested for... I th- for, um, well, because of his job as a repossessor, he did the... Um, Fraudulent stuff, yeah. odometer, oh. tampering, grand theft, racketeering, you know, okay. all those. Oh, yeah. All those. On 43 counts, it says here. So the, so the dude, he's not a nice dude either. He's a Mm-mm. crook. Wow. Yeah. So wow. he was a, in, arrested and he was imprisoned in 1992. Hmm. He served three years. And he married that gal, the little <laughs> clown. The one who killed his uh, ex-wife. Yeah. And so they've been married uh, all this time, I How guess. How sweet. And kaboom, apparently he was there when uh, she was arraigned. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Um, The guy, Michael Warren, had served three years in prison in 1997, and then he vanished. And then he reemerged in 2002 after marrying this gal. And now he's also charged with his ex-wife's murder. Wow. And you know what they were doing when they got arrested? Mm -hmm. Apparently they, um, they had a restaurant together. Maybe they're working with the Russian people. Probably. Maybe <laughs> if you get your meat from Russia, mm, I would be a little suspicious. No, thank you. Okay. Now, do I have a, a scripture for that? I'm sure you do. There's dozens of them about crazy <laughs> women, right? But let's look at Proverbs uh, 6.26. It says, for by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. And the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Mm. Not that this guy was innocent in that. You know, obviously the scripture is about kind of an innocent guy. But you get the point, right? Mm-hmm. You know, wisdom, instruction keeps you from the lips of an evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. <laughs> Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with your eyelids. You were born in the wrong error. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? <laughs> so he that goeth into his neighbor's wife, whoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. Hmm. Alrighty then. Okay. I think, I, I mean, I think you get my point, right? Yep. Okay. This is my favorite can't fix stupid story of today. Ooh. It's about faith-based films. How many love faith-based faith? Faith? I Facebook faith-based film. I think they're boring, but okay. I think they're horrible. I can't stand them, and I get caught watching them all the time by accident. Yeah, because the the little synopsis of the movie oh, yeah. sounds. Oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah. And then you watch it's like, ah. they get they get slicker and and slicker, mm-hmm. more slick. Because they, um, you know, the production's better now. It's just not that Christian movies used to be real cheesy and corny. They still yeah. are, but you know, you you might even might have a name actor somewhere, or, you know, some character actor you've seen before. And then, yeah, the story looks really good. We got caught watching one the other day, 
Oh, and I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was it was about these kids, the miracle on Cook Street or the miracle in Cook County. Oh, yes. And it, it was based these, on a true story. Yes, where these kids, this this terrorist guy, goes into town and he takes all these kids hostages, and it's a big thing and everything. And and spoiler alert, because I don't care. <laughs> spoiler alert. But anyway, these angels and supernatural things come and protect the kids and everybody's fine. And then the uh, the main character, the cop, who's the father, he's really hardened. He won't even pray to God, you know. And now because of this, he's now going back to church and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you're saying, Brother Kapow, what's wrong with that movie? That sounds like a nice, clean movie. Miss Kapow was watching it, and she says, she points out to me, she goes, well, notice when they pray how they cross their arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. Go back, look. They're crossing their arms. You know who does that? Mormons. Mormons. It was a Mormon movie. Mm-hmm. But nowhere on there did you say see LDS? Did you yep. see the temple? Did you see? But once you understood it was a Mormon movie, then you understood how they prayed, what they were talking about when they went to church. All the, you know, they used all those old pictures of Jesus. And then at the end of the movie... Oh, they're thinking, you know, the Utah Council of this, the LDS church in Salt Lake. And then when you Google the writer stuff, yeah. It's all Mormon-based. So, Brother Kapow, what's wrong with Mormon-based movies? Well, I don't know, but I don't want to watch it. And so it irritates me because I get caught now and then watching them. And then I'm like, "Mm, yeah, something's wrong here because no movie does, you know. They're walking around with Bibles, you know, praying and their kids. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not a big fan of faith-based because they're deceptive yeah films and uh, you know i just don't know what the deal i just think it's another genre to make money from it's Mm -hmm. like christian music it's not really christian it's not it doesn't do anything but there's people making money off that genre Mm -hmm. like country music rock music now we got christian music so you got christian faith-based so anyway that's just my opinion which matters little to anybody. Um, and if I were you, I wouldn't even listen to me and just throw that opinion out. You watch whatever you want. But that's just, I mean, it's for me, eh, they annoy me. But anyway, what's surprising about this story is, um, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. It says, more faith-based films may feature F-bombs. Yeah, make it what? more original, yes. What? Um, so here's this guy named Spencer Fulmer and he is either the producer or director or somebody with this new movie out called generational sins. Yeah. Apparently he is the director and he has his own, uh, movie, um, production company, freestyle digital media or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called generational sins. It's supposed to come out uh, next week, I believe in October. And it's rated PG-13, and it contains, folks, 32 profanities. Mm. <laughs> nice. And it is a faith-based movie. 32 mm-hmm. profanities. And um, here's what he, he says. Call them, quote-unquote, hard faith films. Says writer-director Spencer Fulmer. Oh, he wrote it, too. Yeah, and he actually plays in it. He, play, he has a couple of movies, and he's um, pretty much in all of them. So he writes it, he plays in them, he directs them, he produces them. I think this is a one-man show. <laughs> I think this guy's a one-man show, Spencer Fulmer. Well, he's trademarking that phrase, hard faith. And uh, his banner is Third Brother Films. He has more such movies in the works, including one based on Johnny Cash, The Beast in Me. Mm. Now, check this out. There's a faith-based... I even hate that term, faith-based. I know. What? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a profanity right now. What the hell does that mean, <laughs> faith-based? What does that mean? Hindu faith, Mormon faith, Islam faith, Jewish faith? I don't know what that means, and I hate that term because you have all these politicians and walking around with Bibles. And, uh, it's my faith. Mm-hmm. About my faith. 
I'm strong in my faith. Do you know what faith means? I, I think Paul has a definition of it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Things not seen yet hoped for. Mm-hmm. It's not religion, but they say faith, but it, they should say religion based. I'm really going off the deep end. <laughs> a faith-based Dove Foundation, which stamps its seal of approval on family-friendly movies. Recently named Sins, its first recommendation in its new category for viewers 18 and up. Hard faith. It's a new category. 18 and up. I recommend it, mm. says Dove President Susie Sammons. I recommend it. It's great. She says has not only cautionary elements in it, but positive ones. There's an overt godly message with Christian values Mm -hmm. in the quote. Dove has reviewed 12,000 movies since its founding in 1991. About 750,000 people use the nonprofit, ooh, 501, 503C. Nonprofit organization's recommendations says Susie Sammons, <laughs> who notes that films like Passion of the Christ and Hacksaw Ridge are examples of films that might also warrant Dove's new 18 plus recommendation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 18 plus, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a family friendly film and it's faith based and it's Christian and has godly, but. You better not bring anybody under 18 because they might say some nasty stuff on it. Yep. Now, here's what uh, What's-His-Face says about it, the dude. He says, um, we're not only targeting faith-based moviegoers, says Fulmer. You're going to love this, Ms. Capel. Mm. We're also going after creasters. Oh, brother. Creasters. Another, another term we have to we have to know. Yeah. A creaster is defined as people who only go to church on Christmas and Easter. <laughs> you know, like that's like, now, if you go to church more than that, then you're a real Christian. <laughs> you know, like if you go like, you know, every six months or. Well, now you're, the, every, these are seasonal Christians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These, these ones aren't any good, but us, you know, we're good. You're creasters. He says, if we tell stories of adults struggling with faith, adults will run towards them. So we're working hard on creating this new genre. Mm-hmm. But some critics are crying foul. You know what? They're Pharisees. Pharisees! <laughs> Legalistic Pharisees! Let them cuss in the movies. Let them cuss. Movie Guide, which recommends films based on their Christian messaging, wrote that movies don't need to be filled with foul language, explicit sex, drug use, and the like to reach out to people that aren't walking with God. Movie Guide also accuses Fulmer of marketing his movie based on the unusually large number of cuss words it contains. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love churchianity. I just love this the Cheez-Its. When you watch Cheez-Its followers, it's like a whole different world opens up, man. It's like a whole different groove. Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its, he is the way. Cheez-Its in the morning, Cheez-Its in the evening, Cheez-Its in the summertime. <laughs> it's my new Cheez-Its gospel song. Recent hits in the genre, like God is Not Dead franchise which grossed more than 80 million in the U.S., have been PG-rated and no swearing in them. Fulmer, though, embraces the controversy. Is oh, yeah. That, Read his quote. He sounds like an a-hole. Yeah. Is that he, is that cussing, if I he, said a-hole? He's an arse. How's that? He's an arse. <laughs> he says, there's been a backlash to generational sins, but there are secular and faith-based films, and we believe there should be a third option. We don't want to play with the constraints of the traditional faith-based community. So there. Okay. So there's a so there's a backlash, but there's secular films, right? And those are the ones that cuss and do, you know, mm-hmm. non-Christian things. And then there's faith-based films, which really should say religious-based films. So there's some religion in there. 
But he believes there should be a third option. A what? A mixing. Mm. He wants to mix it. We don't want to play within the constraints of the traditional faith-based community. Well. Now, the Dove Family Foundation wrote a little something something about the uh, movie Generational Sins. Oh, yeah? And, but I just wanted to read the content of the, uh, it says here, content description that's in this movie. Like sex. Yeah. It says, Will, Will, one of the characters in the movie, is seen in a nightclub that features erotic dancing, mm. and we see a woman leave his apartment in the morning. Oh, Language, heavy profanity throughout, heavy. authentic to, to the characters, 36 instances of profanity, including the F word, multiple S, B, S, D, H, but not J, C, or G, D, so... That's good. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't, they don't say GD or JD, but they do do the F bar. Yeah. Yeah. Violence. There's barroom brawls, lots of anger between Drew and Will, and Drew holds a gun to his own head in desperation. Drugs. There's drinking and smoking as part of their lifestyle. There's no nudity. Um, other stuff. There's like the death of the mom and other and another character dies. So that's about some of the stuff that's in this movie. Is uh, does one of the characters show his baphomet breast and his <laughs> baphomet penis? Uh, it doesn't say that in here. Well, that's coming. That is coming. That's coming because according to this guy, Fulmer, he says we don't want to play within the constraints of the traditional faith-based community. Mm-hmm. So if you're a if you're a transgender playing in a faith-based movie, at one point you're going to have to show your baphomet breast and your baphomet penis. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just the next evolution. That's just a good idea. And I think it's good to expose the Christian children to these things so that they know, you know, what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, you know, the foolishness of man, it, it just never ceases to amaze me. Mm, yeah. What an arrogant little puke. Mm-hmm. What, you know, you talk about, like I said, I've never been a big fan of these films anyway, but they, they didn't hurt anybody. Just because I don't like watching them doesn't mean they don't hurt anybody. Yeah. But now this guy's coming and mixing and he's hurting something. He's hurting people. Yeah. He's he's giving a, a, a very bad message. Mm-hmm. And you you know what? You can do a movie with a bad character, but you don't need all that. You don't need that. No. To make him bad character. My goodness. I know. It's disgusting. My goodness. Uh, Paul says in Second Theth 2-3, he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. He's talking about the day of the Lord. Except there come a falling away first. What does that mean? Apostasia. Apostasia. It means a deflection from truth. It's the state of apostasy, a falling away to And boy, don't we see that? Do we not see that? Yes. So, 1900 years ago, Paul writes, Hey, (laughs) don't worry, you know, know, the day of the Lord hasn't come, because the Thessalonians thought it had already come and they missed it. I don't know how they can think. I don't know. They did. And then um, he says, it's not going to come unless there's an apostasy first. It's a falling away from the faith. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Of course, that's where you get your big antichrist beast, um, you know, mm-hmm. eschatology. I don't quite see it that way, who the man of sin is. But anyway, uh, if you just read it for what it is, don't read the antichrist into it. It says, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, which means apaleia. Means uh, to ruin or loss, a spiritual, physical, eternal, damnable destruction, perdition. It's the son of ruin is revealed, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, and then it goes on. You know who this this person will oppose and exalt himself above that is called God or is worshipped, so that he is as God sitting in the temple, sitting in the temple. Didn't say the Jerusalem. To, okay, I don't want to get on that. Uh, of God <laughs> showing himself that he is God. And then Paul says, remember, I told you all this stuff. Duh. Well, I wasn't there. So reiterate for me, please. Because I don't know what you're talking about. 
And then, uh, anyway, he goes on. But uh, you can see the arrogance in that. And doesn't this former guy sit that? Doesn't he, doesn't he seem like he's sitting um, mm-hmm. as a son of, of, of perdition? Mm-hmm. Sitting in his, his own temple, the body being the temple of God? Um, and acting as his own God and opposing everything that is of God is doesn't isn't this movie that mm-hmm. I think so. Just food for thought. Food for thought. Right. Exactly. Any more stories? I think that's the that was the last one, Jer. Oh man, I was just getting going. Too. I know. <laughs> I was just getting going. All right. Give them a chit chew. Ciao, baby.